Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Pregnant ladies and little kids better get the hell out of the way because I'm running. I'm just, I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So... Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. I want you each to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Podcast. You like apples? Another edition of the JPP. We got the full squad back together. We got Pops and L. What's going on, guys? Happy What's Father's up? Day, by the way, Pops. Happy Father's Day. Happy you, Grandfather's thank you, thank you. Day, too. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that's as right. We talked about the other day. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Shout out, and as as the great uh, Chris Berman would say, we'd like to be the last to wish you a Happy <laughs> Father's Day this week. Um, there's a lot going on. I feel like we got a, a, a jam-packed episode. We got some, of course, the finals is over, and then the the, the Lakers took took the steam from the Raptors just 43. Like, the Raptors had the NBA world's <laughs> attention for a, an entire 43 hours, and then the Pelicans and Lakers do the blockbuster trade for Anthony Davis. The Raiders on hard. Anytime we can talk to Raiders, that's always Woo! good. So we get, we get a little John Gruden talk with LJ. And then... <laughs> We're going to talk a little ghost. I mean, there's just all kinds of stuff that we're going to get into today. So let's like Bark, Bark, uh, Bark Scott. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout out. Speaking of hard knocks, shout out to the Jets. Oh, uh, let's jump. I guess we'll start, Dad. Uh, it's it's a little, it happened last week. It's a little uh, past it. The, the the Raptors did their parade now. But before we get into Lakers, let's let's pay some respect to Toronto. They got their first NBA championship. Raptors winning six. Can we go ahead and take a respect. moment of silence? LJ is clearly the top basketball mind here on the podcast. The only one. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> yeah. We bow down. Well, but here's the deal. I did not predict that, that, that is George R.R. R. Martin would have written the end of the Warrior season. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? What? Huh? I didn't predict George R. R. Martin would have written the end of the Warrior season, so you know that's I, I don't, that's I don't a little out how, of my league. I don't get how I don't, George R. R. I Martin. I don't follow. Yeah, I'm not following. Well, because your... that that finals was the red wedding of basketball. Is what that was. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just one one player going down, injuries galore. Uh, Dad, I, let's start there. Dad, what what just your thoughts? Finals thoughts. Uh, first thing that came to mind is I was watching the finals and I wrote this down at the first quarter at 545 in the game. Draymond Green oh, whoa, here we go. is uncharacteristically making <laughs> bad decisions with the basketball. I thought he started out making some pretty poor decisions and I don't, I don't, we don't need to get into this, but he just, he was throwing some balls away. They just didn't look in key in step. I do think Steph, you know, gets a little careless with the ball sometimes. I think he trusts his handle just a little too much. Um, and then Toronto just freaking won the game, just put it away. But now, to be fair, 
we did talk about it, and I think we were were certainly in agreement. Well, LJ called it, and then you and I, <laughs> you and I, Kevin, on our hopped on my bandwagon. M- yeah, we hopped on LJ's bandwagon on our NBA laden uh, podcast that we did without LJ, and we both agreed that Toronto should win the series. They were yeah. definitely the better team. Then, of course, KD is out, and then they lose. Clay, Clay goes out. I mean, there's Ugh. there's no way. There was no freaking way. And then Clay, Clay had what, ACL. I think it's yeah, an ACL. ACL yep. So how long is that in the NBA? I mean, it's, is, is that as bad as the NFL's ACL? It's ACLs? about a six to eight month injury, I would guess. I mean, they're about saying the same they as an Achilles maybe around February. No, Achilles is a little worse. Uh, Achilles from what I'm is real bad in the NBA, right? There's not a whole lot of guys that have come back and been who they were before an Achilles injury. Now, ACL, especially in today's day and age, an ACL injury, is it's a long rehab, but guys tend to seem to come back and be yeah. close to themselves, AP, if not the same. All day AP put together the yeah, model I mean, how to fix yeah, that. AP so. showed you how to win an MVP the following year. So, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was a good finals. I thought Kawhi was great. We don't have to get all into his averages and everything, but he was great in the finals. But really, it was interesting that the, the, the cast around him really stepped up, ah. especially towards the end. Can we talk? Is Fred Van Fleet the, the best finals performer of all time? I mean, that guy could I mean, miss. I'd never heard his name before these finals, and I am a Van Fleet fan, like straight up. That dude was yeah, awesome. Had 22 points. I mean, Lowry had 26. Siakam had 26. All of those guys outscored Leonard. Leonard had 22. That's so matching Van Fleet. But it was the other guys wow. that showed up. You're exactly right. It was amazing. Van Fleet late, just dagger after dagger after dagger. It was funny. They had uh, Kawhi was almost a unanimous MVP in the finals, but there was one vote from old. You you probably know this name, Dad. Old Hubie Brown, who now does ESPN Radio, he voted for Fred Van Fleet for the MVP. I don't know if maybe he thought it was just MVP of Game Six. There's no way Van Fleet's MVP of the series, but no. Oh, well, Hubie had to go a little he, off the wire. Hubie's getting a little long in the tooth, you know. So, but. Uh, after the finals ended, there was a lot of criticism thrown to Mr. Steph Curry's name. There's, and it seems like it's the way the way people are in the internet is nowadays. There's the, the LeBron fans and LeBron stands kind of who just have to. As soon as yeah. Curry loses, they wanted to make sure everyone gave Curry crap for not being able to pull his team together. Because there's a lot of people saying, rightfully so, I think, as we mentioned, the entire Nuggets team. I mean, Nuggets. I don't know where I got that from. The entire Warriors <laughs> team went down with injury besides Steph Curry. And it looked like, what? Well, I guess I'll just ask you, Dad. He he had a bad fourth quarter. In the game six in general, yep. he had 21 on 6 of 17 shooting, 3 from 11 from 3. Not a great game for him and really not good not at in all. The final quarter. Uh, and a lot of a lot of people who are, are not big fans of Steph Curry said he can't carry a team. This is proof. This is all this, blah, blah, blah. What did you think about Steph Curry? Is he Is he fairly getting criticism or... Ah, you know, no, I don't think so. Other than I do think he got a little careless with the basketball a few times, but gosh, he hits, he got a good look at the, at the basket on that last three and he just he missed it. hit I that mean, one. That's a Steph Curry shot that you expect to go in. He hits that. We're talking, there's a game seven. I think there's a game seven, which there's no way in hell mm-hmm. Golden State wins yeah. without Now we know it'd be without Clay. Clay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, he hits that, ga- he hits that game winner kind of like Iguodala, you know, hit that game winner in whatever game four or three. And we talked about him being in the hall of fame. So Steph hits that three. <laughs> we're not even talking about this. He, he just, yeah. he just had a bad shooting game. It happens. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's the way I, I just, feel. No, I, I think Curry's a great player still. I think the the I just wanted to say this. I saw all the tweets, and yeah, I, I agree. LeBron's probably better than Steph Curry, but I think the the criticism, the people who want Steph to get the same criticism, there's a reason. 
I think LeBron is critiqued at a higher level. Like people just looked at these playoffs and they they talk about LeBron's 15 finals against the Warriors where he played where Kyrie busted his knee in the first game, played without Kevin Love. And in that series, LeBron averaged 36, 8, and 13. I mean, on 46 minutes a game. That, that's just insane. LeBron's just insane. And I think the reason the people that got on to Steph are, are silly is because the, the reason his criticism and LeBron's don't, they aren't the same is because they're not also, when we talk about Steph all time, we say things like, he's maybe the best shooter of all time. He might be a top five active player, one of the all-time point guards. But when we talk about LeBron, it's just LeBron or Jordan. Like we're talking best player ever. So that's Mm -hmm. why he's held to a higher standard because he's a better player than Steph Curry. It just is. So I don't think, I don't think, I know all the LeBron fans are like, I hope Steph Curry gets held to the same standards. Like, well, he doesn't because he's just not as good as LeBron. LeBron can carry a team by himself because he's done it. Steph can't. And it's because he's six foot. And then also those stats about how he missed his shots in the fourth quarter or how he's bad in the fourth quarter of that game six. I've never seen a team play defense the way the Raptors played him on him. I mean, as soon as he crossed half court, like three guys were running after him. And it was just Steph playing with a bunch of guys who couldn't shoot. Every other guy on the court. I mean, he better Raptors get ready were... for this next year. That's that's yeah, what it's going to yeah. be. No kidding, LJ. It's so be perfect, perfect uh, transition, LJ. Oh, no, did I segue into free agency? You, oh. Not quite free agency, more, more <laughs> trade and free agency. But so as soon as the finals ended, we learned that KD is out for – as uh, as Woj tweeted for from ESPN, Woj says that they're expecting to be out at least a year. So maybe he's back Ugh. if they can make it to the finals again. Maybe uh, Clay Thompson, as Dad said, torn ACL. He's out. They're expecting till February. So yeah, the Warriors could be without. Could be Steph, and we'll see who's beside him <laughs> if those guys even resign. Kerr. So you who think knows Kerr where would they hop are. on the court? Maybe. Maybe <laughs> they need some shooting. Kerr could give a better shooting than what they had. Uh, but so the NBA was wide open. So we thought. If 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 we just saw the Raptors take the gamble and go for one year on Kawhi Leonard, so I thought as soon as it ended, I thought if you're if you're thinking about Anthony Davis, now is the time to go trade for Anthony Davis because the West all of a sudden we it's thought it was the open. Warriors' league. It's wide open, and 43 hours after the finals, the Lakers and Pelicans finally do the trade, and now it looks like the the Lakers are prop. Uh, Vegas has the Lakers the favorite to win the finals, which is insane. You wouldn't have said that, that is two absurd. weeks ago. Did they make the playoffs? No, no, they didn't. They, they were didn't in the lottery. They're picking, <laughs> they, they were picking number four in the NBA That's lottery. Right. But they just, uh, so the Lakers made oh, the deal. The, the Celtics looked like they're imploding. We're not, we'll get into a little fragrance, but I, I'll, first I want to go, Dad, what are your thoughts on the Lakers trade? Do you want to talk about what all the Lakers gave up? Because I have it written down if you kind of want to go over. No, I've got – well, I, I wanted to clarify something. They gave up Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, and three first-round draft picks. Uh, one will be the number four pick this year, and then the other two are kind of conditional. I think they can swap you them you, out. I have or, them. Yeah, yeah. How do the other two? How do the other two uh, first round? So yeah, they got work? one. Those three guys were Ingram and Lonzo Ball. Dad, like uh, they're they're good prospects. Really high number prospects. two pick in each draft, right? Yeah, the two succeeding draft. And they got this year's number four. Like Dad said, I don't. The Pelicans are talking about maybe trading that for a, a actual star now, or they'll get another great prospect. And then the Pelicans also get. The Lakers 2021 pick, if it's a top, it's top eight protected. So if it's a top eight pick, the Pelicans get it. If it's not, then it turns into a 2022 unprotected. The NBA does all these rules, L. A 2022 yeah. unprotected where just the, late, the the Pelicans get it. Then the Lakers also are giving up an unprotected pick swap in 2023, which means basically the Pelicans get the option if they would like to 
swap picks in 2023 if they want to. If not, they can keep their pick. It's up to them. Then in 2024, the Pelicans, which, by the way, in 2024, LeBron will be 40 years old. So let's just throw that out there. Jesus. Whoa. In 2024, the Pelicans get the unprotected Lakers first that they can if they want. If they don't like where the pick's at, they can defer to 2025 and get the Lakers next year's pick. So wow. I know I, I, I'm I'm kind of in the in the decision of, you know, if you're the Lakers, like we just said, the NBA's wide open. You get a chance to go get Anthony <laughs> Davis, you get them. But the Lakers, we don't even know in in 2024 and 2025. That's their entire future. LeBron could be retired. Anthony Davis could be gone. Who knows? The Lakers might be awful and the Pelicans yeah. get their pick again. And at that point in time, the Pelicans will have Zion Williamson, who should from be what we prime. think should be right yeah. in his prime. They have Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball. A lot of these guys are going to be entering entering in their prime and maybe have a great pick. It seems like a win-win. Like the Pelicans did, did fine for themselves. It, it's the best to me, Dad, I've seen since all these stars are asking for trades. This is the best return I've ever seen a team get, I think, for a star. Yeah, you agree? I agree. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's absurd. I mean, so look at the possible starting lineup for New Orleans. Lonzo Ball at point guard, who, I mean, I think is going to be a really good guard. Well, I think he's going to be a really good player. There's still Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday, who, oh, by the way, averaged 21, 5, and 8 last year. Uh, DeAndre Hunter, who, now he's the guy from, well, they, that's if, he would be the fourth pick, pick, right? Maybe. There's some people saying Darius Garland's the best. Darius Garland might be the other guy. But who anyway, knows, so RJ Ingram, Barrett could slide to four. Now, was Brandon Ingram the guy that has the blood clots and stuff? Yeah, or? so there is some thought, there's a little concern on his injury because he had blood clot issues, made him miss the rest of the year. Supposedly, from what everything I've read, all the doctors say he's fine and it's going to be okay. It was just a freak deal. But we just saw Chris Bosch's career end early because he had the same thing. So it is a little scary. Well, and then Zion Williamson. So, I mean, I'm telling you, that's oh, yeah. a hell of a, of a starting lineup uh, that they're going to put on the court. So uh, Alvin Gentry, they just re-signed him. I would love to coach that team. I think that's an up-and-coming team with those draft picks you just alluded to. Well, and the other thing those draft picks do for them, as we mentioned, that's as we saw with the Celtics, those are just assets now. And let, let's say the next star, because it happens every single year now, the next star that wants to get out of his contract with the team he's in, the Pelicans are loaded with assets to try to go for him to pair with, as you just mentioned, a hell of a, a team, at least it looks like. Or a young starting lineup, right. I, the Pelicans did good, but so I, I was trying to think of winners and losers of this trade because, of course, you always have to determine a winner and loser. But if you're the Lakers, you kind of put all your eggs in the LeBron basket. You have to go try to win now, and the NBA is wide open yeah. with Golden State. I think yeah. it's probably a win-win for both teams. And shout out to David Griffin for the Pelicans. I think he just got as much as he possibly could, and boy, did he get a lot. That's why I think the Lakers could have probably held one of those draft picks. I don't know. I, I mean, you're right. David Griffin won the, the deal, and, and the Lakers may not have done bad because Anthony Davis is that good. I mean, he is a top two, three best player in the whole league, and you pair him with uh, with LeBron. LeBron's still got something in the tank. It's the best Kuzma. teammate LeBron's ever played with, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You got Caldwell Pope, who I think is you know a pretty slick shooter. I, I'm, I'm D. Wade. The Lakers are, well, the way you're right. I, that's probably, thank you, LJ. <laughs> well, is Anthony Davis, well, Anthony Davis is 26 and in his prime. D Wade's knees were beginning to get shot right as they kind of teamed up. Don't you? I mean, I think it's arguable. I, I think Anthony I mean, Davis I don't know. is the best I don't know player the that LeBron's probably joined just, forces with personally. D Wade's got to be in that conversation. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't two, watch Anthony Davis a lot, but yeah. Well, I'm sure you'll see a lot of them now. The Lakers are going to be on primetime TV sure. probably every yeah, single no. night. 
Uh, did you see where David Silver said the other day about how the Lakers already have a 24-7 channel called ESPN? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, they really do, especially now. It's even more. As soon as LeBron got there, they're yeah. 24-7. So can I, now that we've seen this happen, whatever the trade, all this, can I go on a little – I have a little mini rant for you. I haven't done this in a while. It's been football season. It's the last time I, I, I kind of got fired <laughs> up. But the Lakers kind of just got me fired up. <laughs> so all right. now all of a sudden – the Lakers look, as we said, Vegas has them the favorites to go to the NBA Finals this year. And for the past five years, it's been a, like Laker fans are so spoiled and that franchise is so spoiled. It's been a total <laughs> shit show for five years. Let me just read off what's got, what's happened for them. In, in 2013, the Lakers gave a 35-year-old, like 19-year NBA veteran, Kobe Bryant, a two-year extension worth $50 million, making the NBA's highest paid player. We knew it was coming off a torn Achilles. He hadn't even played in seven months. And they went ahead and made him the highest paid NBA player. Let's see how that worked out. Over the next three years, the Lakers went a combined 85 and 181. That would be a winning percentage of 32%. Then, so, well, at least they they wasted a lot of money, but at least they got in the lottery, right? Well, and let's see how that went. In 2014, they drafted Julius Randle with the seventh pick. He walked last offseason for nothing. They just let him go in free agency. (laughs) Then in 2015, they were projected the fourth, but the lottery gods just worked out just so well for the Lakers because why not? They jumped to number two, drafted D'Angelo Russell, who now looks like he might sign a huge deal, looks like a solid NBA player. What did they end up doing with D'Angelo Russell? Oh, they packaged him with the terrible four-year $64 million contract they gave Timothy Mozgov that no one understands why. They just packaged him to get rid of that contract in 2016 to a trade with Brooklyn for the 27th overall pick. So they just gave him away for a salary yep. dump. Then in 2016 and 17, the Lakers get, as dad said, the number two overall pick two years in a row, get Lonzo and Brandon Ingram. Both those guys are now no longer on their team. And then in 2018, last offseason, they signed the best player in basketball and get LeBron James to come over to LA. And what did they get around them? They got the the mean team around them. They signed Michael Beasley and JaVale McGee and... Caldwell Pope, Clutch Agency, and they wasted a year of LeBron's prime. So all this crap, and, and we're not even getting into the whole Magic Johnson, Rob Palinka, and Jeannie yeah. Buss weird thing going on there. And now here we are, June 20th or 19th, whatever we're in, and the Lakers have two of the best three players in the NBA and are favorites to win the NBA, win, win the championship. It's just ridiculous. Laker fans are so spoiled. That franchise is terrible, but things just always seem to work out <clears throat> for the Lake Show. Can I just say that I feel I feel personally attacked, though, as a Broncos fan who like suffered (laughs) through like six or seven really, really bad years of just terrible decision after terrible decision. And then all of a sudden had the MVP on the offense and the MVP on the defense on the same team. And uh, I feel like that's exactly what you're saying is like that is not a real fandom. That's just luck and and uh, and and taking away from people who are actual Cowboys fans and actual Mavericks fans. Well, so. Um, So just throwing that out there. Feel well, here's, I feel, here's I feel my hurt. thing. Here, here's what really bothered me. Not bothered me, but just I roll my eyes the most emphatic way I possibly can is <laughs> before the Lakers get LeBron, you see all these people talking about, man, it's so hard going through these lottery years. And man, the Lakers are <laughs> tough. It's like you had Shaq and Kobe. Then you had Kobe's whole career. And then you went through four years, four whole years where not only did you stink, but the lottery was great for this past year. They were projected to get the 11th pick, and the lottery gave them the fourth. Everything works out perfect for the Lakers. 
And they, I just can't believe they drafted in the lottery four years in a row, and now none of those guys are on their team, not one. And their picks yeah, for the yeah. next eighty-two years are all in the in New Orleans. So, <laughs> just eighty-two things. years. Okay. Maybe, well, maybe, but I think maybe that's maybe okay. So we'll we'll see what happens if uh, if if David Silver does write the script for the NBA. At Adam we'll find Silver. out. But you said David earlier too. Yeah, Adam did Silver. I say David earlier too? Yeah, I, well, yeah. no, David. I'm I'm thinking of David uh, Stern. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so if Adam Silver writes the script for the NBA, then uh, then we'll see in in the next, you know, because like they shouldn't have a good team after 2025 until like 2046 or something like that. So we'll see if that turns around for him. But well, they've, they've leveraged everything for this. Yeah. And so. I guess I guess the frustration comes because like all these fans out there, you know, there's the uh, uh, us Mavericks fans out there. There's been hard times and you win the championship and they have been all three of you in the yeah. since. Then there's teams like the the Pelicans who went through tough times. And then there's teams like hell the, the Charlotte Hornets are over there. Just like, really <laughs> y'all have had it tough. You guys have had a tough look at our team. Yeah. You don't even know. And, and the bell and the Lakers fans are like, Oh, it's been so tough. But now we, we, we went through these four tough years for Anthony Davis and LeBron. Oh, sh- give me a break. Shut your mouth. <laughs> uh, Dad, so did you also see, speaking of the Lakers, it looks like the Boston Celtics are completely imploding. Uh, apparently, Kyrie Irving has ghosted them. I thought that was just a term like young people used to, to get out of date. He hadn't, he hadn't even <laughs> yeah, like, so taken a Celtics like, phone call. Swipe text. right on Tinder, but yeah. you know. <laughs> and now Al Horford looks like they, at one point he was close to restructuring a three-year deal. Now it looks like he could walk in free agency. So now a year ago, the Celtics had – Gordon Hayward was coming back from injury. They had all these good players, assets out the wazoo. And now it looks like Kyrie and Al Horford both are going to walk and not get any compensation for it. And the Celtics are going to be empty-handed. They didn't get the the Anthony Davis trade that everyone thought they had the assets to go get. I, yeah. I think NBA, the free agency is going to be wild. I, I think the teams, I know LJ hates this, but I just think the NBA is going to be- It's random. It's dice rolls. It's but stupid. Here's the, here's the point. Here's why I think this year is so interesting, LJ, is I think especially now with- Kawhi possibly leaving the Raptors. The East is wide open. Golden State ravaged with injuries. The West is wide open. All these teams are going to stop worrying about the future, and they're going to bank on now. And I just think the Celtics could look totally different. The Raptors, if Kawhi's gone, could look totally different. Wherever Kawhi goes would be interesting. The Lakers, obviously, we haven't seen Davis and LeBron. The Celtics are going to look different. I mean, everything's going to be wild. I just, I just think it's going to be fun to see what happens the next month. Well, I can tell you this. I think the Celtics should concentrate on Horford. I mean, because Kyrie's gone, and Horford, to, Horford is their glue guy. I mean, and they need Horford. And you know what? They were pretty damn good without Kyrie and they without went to game Gordon seven Hayward. In the so, Eastern Conference Finals and almost got to the finals. They need to get Horford signed. And Horford's getting a little long in the tooth, I know. But I think they need to get him signed. And and I think they should be okay because that playing time is going to go back to uh, uh, Tatum who's the, and who's Brown the, and Tatum, yeah, Smart. and the point guard off the bench that re- played pretty well. Well, Terry Rozier, Rozier. after the se- after the season, Rozier went on first take and just talked about how shitty the Celtics were. So I think he's kind of on the outs too. <laughs> well, I don't know. It wouldn't hurt my feelings if the Boston Celtics implode. I mean, I don't hate on them, but I would like to see them get that team back together without Kyrie because Kyrie. Kyrie Irving kind of gets on my damn nerves. Is he a great ball player? Yes. Oh, he's one of the very best, maybe the best small finisher I've ever seen ever, but he just gets on my nerves because he changes his mind on days that end in Y. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Bothers me. Yeah, I'd be scared to throw a four-year contract <laughs> at him because he can't 
keep his mind straight a month at a time. Like, can we just sign him like on a six month contract? Just, just go month to month, maybe with him. <laughs> yeah. Um, will. <laughs> however, uh, I guess I don't have to worry about the Lakers because did you see they're, they're cursed now. Did you see the curse no. dead? No one. You might remember this guy's name. LeVar Ball has now cursed the Lakers. And he says this will be the worst move the Lakers have ever made. This will come back to bite them. They will never win a championship. Blah, 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 blah. If if you want to say anybody who wants to say the Lakers won the trade, just the fact that they got LeVar Ball the hell out of Los Angeles might have been them winning the trade. And that just might be more of a Lakers fan. So right there. You guys owe me like a history of the ball family on the podcast at some point, but wow. where, are they yeah. like from where are they, are they from the LA area or are they like have other LA LA now? Or yeah, Southern yeah. Cal. Okay. So this is a, actually a huge deal for them then. Yeah. Yeah. Because this, okay. this is because LeVar them, wanted like all his kids, all his boys to be on the Lakers. It was ridiculous. LeVar, LeVar well, I mean, and you wanted all your kids to play on the Cowboys, but you gave up that uh, dream when you saw me play middle school. Yeah. When football, he saw us so. on the field. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, use your head to make a living, boys. Use your head. <laughs> You'll starve using playing football. <laughs> so the NBA wide ass open and and the, the Lakers are the favorites now, but who knows that could change after free agency. But if you're looking to gamble, it's now's the best time to go gamble on, on the NBA because you can put a long shot bet on who knows the Clippers, maybe if they get quiet, who knows? But if you want to go gamble on next year's NBA championship or any of it. Why don't you head over to our friends over at my bookie? They are the best in the business when it comes to gambling and between their live game betting, endless props, fantasy sports wagers, or future bets for the NBA, they're the best. And right now they're hooking up our listeners. If you go to mybookie.ag and use the promo code JPP when creating your account, you can claim 50% bonus. So laying down a hundred, you already got an extra $50 in play right there. That's mybookie, M-Y-B. O-O-K-I-E dot A-G, promo code J-P-P. You play, you win, you get paid. Uh, Dad, you mentioned football, and uh, we got to get into it. The the Hard Knocks, I didn't know if Hard Knocks could do better than the Browns last year. I thought the Browns were great. The whole Hubie <laughs> Brown, or what, not Hubie Brown, Hubie Jackson. I thought all that, Hugh Jackson, I can't speak of Hugh names Hugh Jackson, anymore. come on. <laughs> I like Huey Brown, though. <laughs> he, well, Hugh Jackson's a, a forgetful name now. I don't think he's getting a job anytime soon because of Hard Knocks. But Hard Knocks is great in Cleveland. Baker, Hugh Jackson. There's no more Ohio Todd teams Haley, to go to, so. Greg Williams. And so what could, how could Hard Knocks ever back come up with that, do something better than that, top that? Well, we got the Raiders. The old Raiders. <laughs> We got John Gruden on Hard Knocks. I, uh, LJ, what what do you think? Are you excited? I'm so excited. This is I'm going to watch every episode at airtime. Uh, this is going to be more exciting for me than Game of Thrones. Although, like, we'll find out. I mean, I'm still on the fence of whether John Gruden's an idiot or a genius trading away Khalil Mack and all the things that he's decided. So, um, we'll we'll see. I might I might come away really depressed. We'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, I'm I'm pumped about it. I can't wait to see him look foolish because mm. I what, just what do you feel think, he's going to. Well, so, I mean, they've got, I mean, Antonio Brown, just him being on hard knocks. Oh, I'm looking yeah. forward to I forgot it. Mr. I mean, Big Chest. I am <laughs> looking yeah, forward Mr. to Big that. Mr. Big Chest. We get an hour a week of Mr. Big Chest and seeing what, what color his mustache will be and what, what kind of hair he'll have. I mean, it's just. Well, I would just watch Mr. Big Chest and John Gruden sit in an office across from each other silently for a half an hour once a week. <laughs> 
Well, and then if that weren't enough, you've got Vontez Perfect, maybe maybe the dirtiest player <laughs> in the NFL. Yes. Then you've got Richie Incognito, who yeah. you know. Oh I mean, my god! Oh my god! It should be fantastic. I can't. This is the all shit team. Wait. Al Davis would be so proud of Gruden right now. And then speaking <laughs> speaking of Al Davis, we get Mark Davis's hair. We get to watch that. And did you see, it was funny. I, I, I was doing some research. I thought I remember hearing something about this. And in March, Mark Davis, there's an ESPN article where he told them, quote, he would rather fire John Gruden than have his team appear on hard knocks. Saying it would be disruptive to the locker room. Let's go. Well, here we are. Let's do it. And then, Both and, of them. And then their GM, the, the Raiders GM right now is Mike Mayock, who is a TV analyst for NFL Network. <laughs> This yeah, whole time. Right. Who's, yeah. He's a first time GM. And yeah. on top of all of that, they're going through the move to Vegas right now. It just doesn't <laughs> get any better. Oh, I'm so excited. That's the only thing that like sours the wound of uh of of the Broncos owner not getting to get into the Hall of Fame in his lifetime. That's the yeah. only thing that, that fixes that wound to me. So <laughs> I you know. Well, while you're on hard knocks, I was so I was doing a little just looking it up at, at hard knocks, and I, I came across the Rex Ryan. Let's just go get a GD snack. <laughs> and, and I had to watch that whole little spiel. Well, that was so, so I was good. Gonna, I was going to ask you guys the, if you had a best hard knocks moment. And is that, that is that just the way to take the cake no yeah. matter what? Yeah, I I'm thought with it. I'm with the it. New York Jets was the best hard knocks, I think, that I've ever seen. It was the best one. And then, My favorite that, hard knocks moment was the announcement of this year's. I'm just <laughs> – <laughs> I mean, I'm truly excited. I'm truly excited to see the Raiders on Hard Knocks. I really well, am looking forward to it. And LJ kind of touched on this, so I want to ask your guys' thoughts. But last year, obviously, I felt like we saw just how bad Hugh Jackson was running things, like whether he wouldn't take any any advice from any of his assistant coaches or that he wouldn't play Baker Mayfield at all, whatever. I felt like that was the demise of Hugh Jackson. Do you think, what are we going to say after Hard Knocks this year about John Gruden? LJ touched on it. Are we going to think, holy crap, this is worse than we even imagined? Or are we going to be like, wow, John Gruden really has things in line and this could work. LJ, what do you think? I just can't imagine me coming away thinking he's a genius. I just, I, I, I know that I've got this like piece in my mind that like knows that it's possible, but I just can't imagine that piece like in, in a, HBO show being taught otherwise. I just, yeah, I think we're going to laugh at him for the entire off season. That's all I know. Dad. Well, I think he'll be better than Hugh Jackson. Also, I'll, well, I'll, I'll, I'll say that. We'll see. Whoa, you're I'll going out on a limb. Be careful. I'm going out on a limb. Mike. And saying, I, I think, think he'll you be are going out on a limb. I don't know. We'll see. We will see. You will see. Um, a storyline. What do you I'm, think? You got to give an answer I, to that too. Yeah. I you, think, I actually think we're going to come out of this going, whoa, John Gruden. There, he might be something. The one he knows how to okay. work the cameras. He's been doing it with ESPN, with whether it's his draft room with quarterbacks or or NFL or Monday Night Football. He knows how to work the cameras. I think we're going to go. Holy cow! I think John Gruden. These crazy because, like Dad mentioned, there are some personalities in that locker room, and I think <laughs> there's no bigger personality than maybe John Gruden himself. And I right. kind of think we're going to we're going to come out of this going, holy crap! He might make this somehow work. And like you said, maybe maybe we're leaving Hard Knocks and this season going, maybe he was right in the Khalil Mack trade. Because I wouldn't have said that. I, I don't think he is, but maybe they can change my mind. We'll see. I don't know. I, I still buy the Khalil Mack trade a little bit, but that's a that's a whole different conversation we've had multiple I'll, times. I'll, by the way, for anyone out there that didn't get to see Rex Ryan's now famous 
let's go get a GD snack. We'll post that in the show notes for sure. It's it's. I think it's got to be the pinnacle of a hard knock moment. It just was awesome. Uh, was a storyline. A storyline I'm really excited to see out of uh, Hard Knocks. It's going to be interesting. Is there uh, the the running back that the Raiders drafted late in the first round, Josh Jacobs out of Alabama? He just has a really fascinating story. He was like homeless back in middle school and lived like from wow. hotel to hotel with his dad and four siblings. And he was actually a zero star recruit in his senior year of Tulsa because he didn't wow. have a Twitter. And so he never posted like everyone, all the recruits post like their huddle and highlights and stuff. So no one knew who he was. And like he, he created the Twitter and put his huddle highlight out. And a week later, Alabama offered him a scholarship and he went from a zero starter recruit to a four star recruit within a week. Because if Alabama what? offers you, you must be good. So, wow. I'm sure Hard Knocks will touch on that story and they'll, Hard Knocks just does it. So, I'll, it's probably my favorite show when it comes to like sports shows like that. They just do so well with it to me. I'm pretty into that all or nothing, by the way, just as like a yeah, complete competitor. Amazon, That's the, the a good show. are pretty yeah. good. But, um, but yeah, Hard Knocks is the bomb. I'm excited. I'm excited. Speaking of, of this isn't hard knocks, but it's kind of, we talked about coaches and, and John Gruden. Did y'all hear the story coming out of Arizona about Cliff Kingsbury, about There's him not. spying on his players? Oh, let me, let me tell Whoa. you about this. So some people rolled their eyes when the Cardinals coach said in the spring that he plans on giving his players cell phone breaks so they can check in with family or check social media or whatever during films and practices. But recently it's came about that on a podcast a few years ago, Kingsbury said that when he was at Texas Tech, he would have him and his coaches set up a bunch of fake social media accounts using what he called, quote, cute girls as avatar so he could spy on players. <laughs> he said, quote, hmm. we have fake accounts with cute girls that they add right now so we can see what's going on later. We can see who's tweeting what and what they're doing. And those are very heavily monitored. And then he talked about how even though some of the players know we do it, they just can't help but like or or accept <laughs> friend requests from cute girls. And he was asked whether he'll do that in Arizona. And he said, yep. So Arizona players, watch <laughs> out. Any, any cute girls you find on Tinder or Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. You about to get catfish from the king. <laughs> <laughs> I just, we talked about like the, the craziness of the coaches, like in the Raiders locker or the Ra like Mike Mayock or whoever talked about back in the draft day with the Cowboys where they would kick people out of the room or, or they would give them fake stories to see who the snake is. And now we got coaches spying on their players on social media. It just, <laughs> it'll never get old. The, the extent that coaches do to, to try to get the best out of their players. It just cracks me up. That's you know, that, that just reminds me, speaking of father's day, I saw recently that Tom Landry, when he would interview or have his people interview players uh, for the draft, he would, he would literally uh, tally how many times they mentioned their dad because he felt that a player that had a bad relationship with their dad couldn't make a good career in the NFL, which is just uh, just an interesting Tom Landryism, I guess, is that he would just yeah. he would count anytime you mentioned hmm. old pops. So huh, we could wow. have made it in the NBA or in the NFL if Tom Landry was interviewing us for the draft. Golly, yeah, if, if, if Tom Landry would have just interviewed us one time, we'd have been there. As long as if physical we, talent. If we could have made it through matter. college football and not died, yeah. yeah. <laughs> physical talent held us back. Um, Crisper, where were you? <laughs> so so we're getting in. I wanted to, this is just something I thought about, and uh, I want to throw it at you. I haven't really, I, I know you guys haven't had time to think about it. I didn't want you to. I wanted to just do it off the top of our domes. Uh, now with the finals over, it's kind of a dead, a, a little bit of a, a slow moment in sports. There's not much going on for the next little bit. But there is, it's kind of, there's the NBA draft. So we got a, a little, I want to do a little mock draft with you guys, but it's with, because it, now with sports being over, it's it's kind of shows. So I kept, people can catch up on your streaming if you're a big sports watcher. 
So let's do a little mock draft. We'll go snake mm. draft in order of the best shows of all time on TV. Y'all want to do it real quick? We'll just Woo! do like four teams. Okay. Best shows of all time. Okay. Let's see. Okay. Uh, I guess let's start. Since Father's Day just happened, I guess we'll we'll start with Pops and just go Pops. And LJ I won the finals. We'll I should go last. Yeah. Oh. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, forget LJ. We'll go Pops, LJ, me, and snake draft order. So we'll go that way and then come back and we'll do four rounds. So Pops, you get number one pick, best show all time. Best show of all time. This is tough because to me, there's two contenders. Okay. I'm going to go with Breaking Bad. All good right. Choice. That's, that's, what that's a good with. number one. That's a solid number one. That's what I'm going with. I can't really argue with there. LJ, what are you going with? Um, I think I'm, uh, boy, we were just talking, actually, Hannah and I were just talking about the shows with the best names in television history. And it's hard to fight against like, uh, Weebay and Stringer Bell and McNulty. So I think I'm going wire number two as the best named show in TV and also maybe one of the best shows in TV. So ah, that's, okay. that's my number two pick. The wire that that's I, that was going to be my first round pick. So that's that I, I like that. There, <laughs> there just isn't much better than than Marlowe and Weebay and and D'Angelo uh, and Stringer Bell, Snoop, Snoop <laughs> with the nail gun. Oh, Snoop, Snoop was scene. crazy. Um, I'll go. So I'm kind of thinking shows that you can kind of we're, we're just shows you can throw on at any time. Don't doesn't matter if you're in it first season, second season, or one episode. Yeah. So I'm going to go with, I'm just going to throw the office out there for my first pick. Good choice. I good like choice. I can throw on any episode of any season and, and be good to go. And I got back to back picks. So, and I know, ah, shit. and I know the last season might not have been great. And a lot of people were upset, but I'm still throwing game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is still going to oh, be, yeah. that, that's okay. my second. You're, uh, absolutely. Got to put it in there. No, nah, yep. wrong. I'm with you. Wrong. Wrong pick. Ill. All right. Well, wrong. it's your pick wrong. now. So what would have been the right pick? All right, so I'm thinking, God, I've got a lot of options here, and they're all sitcoms is where I'm going now because I've got that drama locked up. So I'm going sitcom, <laughs> and I'll tell you who I'm picking between. No, I won't tell you who I'm picking between, but I'm going to take, and this is a little off the wall, I'm going to take Curb Your Enthusiasm as my Curve. number two pick. Curb's pretty good. I'm going all HBO, I guess, is what I'm doing. Yeah, you're just the HBO sponsor <laughs> team. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right, Dad, what do you got? What do you got? Well, so shows, I, you know what I'm going to go with? This is what I thought about when y'all said a, a kind of a comedy cheers. Cheers was fan freaking tastic. I've watched you know it in, I've watched it in uh what do you call it? When you watch it after the fact, uh, uh, when they put it in syndication, I've watched it in oh, syndication so many times. So I'm going to go with cheers as my, as my, you next know what? Pick. I've seen one episode of cheers and I loved it, but I've seen like Frasier like 17 times front to back. So I don't know like what's wrong with me, I think is what I'm getting at because I feel like cheers was uh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so. good. Well, good choice. And, I think, but I can't tell you for sure. You get back to back picks dad. So now you get to go again. I know this is between two. So am, am I going to no, say you probably comedy? shouldn't tell us the two because then we might, no, I'm not going to tell you both of them. I'm not, I'm just telling you there's <laughs> two in my mind. Um, uh, you're fine. Right, gonna, I got my next one. Go so. I'm going to go with my other one is Seinfeld. Seinfeld was Oh, that's, I was right there. That's why it was like Larry David or Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David. That's where so I was. So, well, and, Dad, you talked about watching them in syndication. I can remember uh, every day coming after getting home after school. Seinfeld's on TBS right at that time, and I. Yep. It doesn't matter when you jump in. What I don't know yep. what see. I don't even know what the seasons really. I just would throw Seinfeld on in any episode. Yep. Just had Having crack. a French bread pizza and watching. Hello. <laughs> Anytime I see Kramer bust into the door, it just it, it's a it's a good moment for me. Uh, All right, El, what do you got? Uh, I'm taking a little bit of an underdog here, 
and I'm taking the first three seasons of Arrested Development, but I'll be happy to take the rest of Arrested Development with it. First three seasons uh, are no underdog, but the rest of the series has brought them down lately. So they're an aging star is, I guess, where I'm taking that, but I'm taking them. I, I do love me some Arrested Development. I, any 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 chance I get the blues and there there was that little mm-hmm. moment though that I I, I kind of got lost but then if you can't kind of push through it the newer seasons were good too but the first three agree, is but... classic television yeah all right yeah I got back to back picks again I'm gonna go with for for my third I'm gonna go with Mad Men because I think Mad Men is Ooh, okay awesome okay. oh that's a good right. one okay uh. I can't believe they lasted till round four. Or yeah. round, that was in round three. Okay. My last pick, and I, this is tough. I can't decide if I want to go comedy or if I want to go. Away. I know that's where I'm at too. I'm gonna go with, and I haven't seen enough of it, so it might not be the best pick. But that's it's kind of what I'm gonna catch up on now that I'm, I'm throwing out sports for a little while. The Sopranos, and probably a lot of people are upset that they Whoa, lasted this long. Good choice. I'm gonna go Sopranos because yeah. that's that's what they I'm are. about to finish up now. So okay, good choice. I'm Hell, watching that Hell. right now. All right. What's your uh, last pick, L? Uh, to round out the mostly HBO team, I'm going to take True Detective. As, oh, uh, I forgot yep. about True Detective. Yep. Two amazing seasons and one season I haven't watched at all. So yeah, season one <laughs> and season three are as good a good a television I've seen. I mean, they're yeah. just so good. They're amazing ten hour movies, is what they are. Yeah. But yeah. All right, Dad. Last y'all left, pick. Y'all left me a hell of a pick. Okay, this is my Who pick. Leave? Ozark. I think Ozark was oh, one of the best well, ever. Never. Yeah. I'm taking I'm taking True Detective over Ozark. I'm happy with that. I'm choice. taking I'm taking Ozark over True Detective day in, day okay. out. All right. I can't I can't wait for season three. I just can't wait. It's soon. I think it I comes out either. like in next month yeah. or something. Can I give an honorable mention? Can we let's throw out some honorable mentions? Yeah, Pops, what do you got? Teams well, that got left off the draft. Is one that Hannah and LJ turned me on to is Mindhunter. And Mindhunter comes out in Ooh, August. That's I'm good. really excited about the, yeah. the next season of Mindhunter. That, See, I didn't think I'm about that, but it's with them with it only having one season, I don't think it can get on my list yet. But I agree. That first season is fantastic. If you hadn't it was seen pretty it, damn it good. I started it and finished it like really fast. I couldn't quit watching it. Yeah, it was like a day for us. Yeah. We're the same boat. Uh I got an honorable mention. Yeah, let me hear let me hear your honorable mention. And you can throw so a couple. I out. don't think I'm not gonna pick them because I feel like uh, I'm I'm worried about their longevity because they rely on the the star of young people. Which you know is is a tough tough place to rest your laurels, but Stranger Things. Oh Stranger, man, I thought that's so where you might be going. Them. I've kind so of forgot about that. There's them. a new season of Stranger Things coming out too that could be up yeah. there. Uh, yeah. A couple honorable mentions. I don't know one of these. I'm sure a lot of people will love uh, Friends. Friends is a, a you can always throw some yeah. friends on. It's yeah. a okay. great show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I know LJ will be with me on this one. I got to get JD oh. and Turk in there. Scrubs, baby. Yeah, Scrubs, Scrubs. Is, a, is a great, just like great seven sitcom. seasons though. Yeah, you got to cut it, it off about seven eighths of the way through. It definitely the final couple of seasons kind of fade. So you know yeah, I what still, I can't believe y'all didn't say. It's that? not what's my favorite. Always Sunny. I figured y'all would. Oh, one of you would come up with Always Sunny. Whoa! What the hell? <laughs> that blows my well, mind. Oh, I would have dropped. Well, I don't know if I would have <laughs> dropped one of mine. Ooh, but yeah, yeah. I don't know who I dropped, but I like feel like I need to. Oh God! I just I knew was, was, y'all would oh. say that. Yeah, I was sitting I there happy knowing that I hadn't even thought of them. You know, like, like now I'm disappointed with like ignorance is bliss. I, I think is is the saying. Wow, oh, I can't oh, believe man. we forgot. Yeah, look at Dad coming through with the big one. <laughs> wow. You know, another one I'm going to throw out there is uh, the the number one best names in television shows of all time is Parks and Recreation. That has got 
the best naming of any characters of all time. So Parks and Rec would have been my number. I've never. I've I guess only six one after Always Sunny, but see, you got to you got to burn through the you got to burn through the first season because the first season is not the same show as the rest of the show. But uh, the the second through whatever eighth season are all amazing. So. So I got one more strange one to kind of tell you guys, and 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 I've never watched it. Have either one of you watched Justified? Ever watched Justified? Uh uh-uh. uh No. I've Do you know what I'm talking good. about? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. I, yeah, I've heard it's good, and I mean honestly, and it, this happened like a week ago. I've had five unconnected people, completely unconnected to one another, come up and say that I am like Wallace Gar- Gardner or Gar- what? You know what I'm talking about? No, of uh, course I don't know. We, oh, he's seen it. <laughs> well, he was also in in uh, Laura Croft Tomb Raider, which we just Angelina I, Jolie. No, it's not Angelina Jolie. <laughs> Good lord! I don't even see. I don't even see this part. I put in justified like, in that name, and nothing even popped Wallace, up. Wallace Wallace Gardner or Walton Gardner or something like that. I mean, it's I weird. Sam Samuel L. Jackson. No, it's not Samuel L. Jackson. Wal- oh, Brad Walton Pitt. Okay, Gar- it was Brad Pitt. Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins. Yes. I've had like five different people completely unconnected. And it was something about the way he talked. Apparently, I don't think I look like him, but I've had five people seriously come up and tell me, you're Walton Goddard or Goggins. And I will get his name right if you're going to keep throwing it. Yeah. So if you're going to live as this man. So I think I'm going to watch uh, Justified. That's going to be a show that I'm going to probably. A couple other shows that I haven't watched, but I know are good is uh, Deadwood and Sons of Anarchy. Uh, I want to watch those. Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy is really good. And I just started. I'm I'm finished season one of Billions. Billions is awesome, especially if you're interested at all in socks and stuff. It's it's a Showtime show. It's super cool. But so there's plenty of options. We've thrown out all kinds of options for for TV shows and different stuff to watch while you're while you're in the sports kind of dead zone. Uh, yeah, let's let's go. We we kind of were trying to. I don't know if we nailed down a goat TV show, but can I we, can I take I, a piss real quick? Just real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> do, we, do we leave that in? Do we leave that part in? <laughs> yeah, I'll leave it in. No, hey, go record it. Go record it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> LJ, you feel better? I feel fantastic. Thank you for asking. (laughs) I'm so glad to load off your kidneys. All right. So I don't know. We we, we just rattle off a bunch of really good shows, and I don't know which show is the greatest of all time. But apparently, you guys, I don't know exactly how to say this guy's name, but when it comes to goats, yeah, Gaius Apuleius (laughs) Diak. Please, Dad, do you just want to make, make, fix that okay. for me? I, I believe the way you say it is Gaius Apollos Diocles. I mean, I had it better. Wait, let me. Gaius Apollos Diocles. Is that close, so, Hill? I think I would say Apelius, but yeah, everything else is perfect as far as I would guess it. So, Well, so tell him who it, tell, tell him who it is. But, well, so, so, so <clears throat> Gaius may be the goat, right? And actually, I, if you haven't heard of Gaius, uh, you're not alone. I didn't know. Who, I didn't. I thought LJ. I thought LJ like had a typo and like like drunk texted us when he was like, "Also, you need to look up and like put in a bunch of different random letters." Uh, he's apparently he was a Roman charioteer who became the most celebrated athlete maybe in all of ancient history. Maybe, LJ, can, I don't maybe know of all time. I don't know well, all yeah, the so, details. I just kind of started going through his Wikipedia page. LJ, tell us some more. Uh, let me let me actually uh, uh, who. 
Who do you think is the most well-paid athlete of all time? And I understand now the context of asking this question uh, totally skews that. But uh, who would you have guessed normally? Uh, probably like Floyd Mayweather or Messi. Good answer. Or Ronaldo. Good answer. Maybe, I don't know. Michael Jordan. Or- Michael Jordan is the second best paid athlete of all time. And Tiger someone Woods. who has earned... Tiger Woods is is in the like top six. Messi's in the top six. Uh, I, I think Mayweather's up there too. Um, but, but so Michael Jordan's number two, number one is 15 times more well-paid than Michael Jordan, according to some estimates. 15 is this our boy times. Gaius? Yeah, this is our boy Gaius. And so, uh, what he what has earned in that? his, uh, so they're, they're called, uh, sesterces, um, which right. is, uh, a, a Greek, uh, or, or I'm sorry, a Roman, a Roman currency that was essentially, well, I, I think the hard thing is figuring out what that was equivalent to. But if you imagine one of the things we know is that he was able to pay for uh, uh, for one, an entire year supply of grain to the entire city of Rome, which Ugh. if you think about what that is, the entire city of Rome was the same population wise as the city of Austin. And uh, there are two things that Romans were known to love, and that was chariot racing and bread. So the amount of grain that the city of Rome probably went through was probably phenomenal. And then. Uh, that reminds me of the whole Mansa Musa story he told us a while back. Right, right. It's very similar to Mansa Musa. History is full of wealthy people. Um, right. Sorry for and, interrupting. Uh, no, 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 not at all. The 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 one thing that sticks me, so he uh, allegedly would be worth over $15 billion in today's money. Um, cool. But the way that we get that, here here's the interesting thing to me. Here's what I've been thinking about a lot is like, so $15 billion, we're talking about like Tiger Woods. It was a big deal breaking a billion because he was like maybe the second or third athlete to have ever done that in history besides the Roman chariot racers. Um, but but getting to 15 billion or the equivalent of is insane. But so how do we figure that out? Well, we know that he could pay the Roman army for a fifth of a year. And so somebody did the math. And because like, how would you figure out what what a, a Cisterces is or a Cisterca? compared to a dollar like what would you do to figure that out like what would you think about uh google i would google it (laughs) (laughs) right okay logically translate (laughs) so so one of the factors that we have in in modern economics is the big mac factor or the big mac index and so the idea is like if i spend say uh you know two dollars and 25 cents for a big mac in uh chicago and i spend you know, six euro for a Big Mac in Switzerland, then our currency that that would be exactly what our currencies are valued at compared to each other. Does that make sense? That's the Big okay. Mac index. So how much do they pay and for Big Macs so, back in Rome? <laughs> that's the that's a hard question to answer hard because one. McDonald's yeah. <laughs> they didn't have quite the stronghold that they have nowadays. Well, you see, Dad, um, they call it a Royale with cheese. They call it a Royale <laughs> with cheese. Right. This is this is in Italy. This is in Rome. So. <laughs> <laughs> um so that's the thing is like can you come so so when you think about the big mac index you think about like okay so maybe we compare the price of bread except for the fact that like we have science the hell out of wheat and growing wheat and also have factories to actually make our bread for us so that doesn't make a lot of sense and uh so one of the things that they thought about is the fact that the roman empire at that time uh ran from spain to turkey and then all the way as far as north as like germany and so they basically ran all of Europe. So their army had to be huge. And the U.S.'s army is the biggest in the world currently. And so maybe those two things are comparable. And if you compare 
one fifth of the year for the U.S. military, that's the equivalent to about fifteen billion dollars. Huh. And so if he could if he could hold that money down, then that's how much he was worth. It's it's a tough thing to consider, though, because like, I don't know, I like it depends on what math like uh, at some point you can say that his value is like four million dollars. If you look at the price of uh, bread so, compared to Romans versus bread compared to today. And it's yeah. So this dude was like this dude was like the Iron Bank. I mean, he's like Cersei buying the gold yeah. company. Yeah, yeah, yeah he right. could buy a freaking army. <laughs> Well, and, yeah. and one thing that they say got more bang for his buck in his army than Cersei got with the Golden <laughs> Company because they <laughs> well, last a lot. But, uh, it would be hard not to. I think I could get more bank bank <laughs> from a buck if I hired a couple of guys from I don't know the Chicago Bears to stand up to a dragon. I'd have a little bit more luck. But um, he he could make uh, he had five times the amount of wealth as uh, what was required to be a Roman senator, and I believe a Roman senator essentially had to have what essentially was the wealth of like a Bill Gates or an Elon Musk, because you were like one of the 28 people that ruled the world at that point. And so, you know, if you think, well, what's five times what Elon Musk is worth? Well, then you're talking about because he's worth $15 billion. So then you're talking about just astronomic amounts of money just from uh, his winnings. And, and that's the other thing is that's just from his winnings as a chariot racer. It has nothing to do with his endorsement deals, which they did have in ancient Rome. We know that they have endorsements of, uh, you know, uh, gladiators and chariot racers having billboards up of them endorsing. I mean, I don't know if it's sandals, but they endorse different products um, in billboard form. So, yeah. Wow. So he probably made a lot more money than that. That's just his his earnings from being a champion and also from racing for 24 years in a world where chariot racers generally lasted like six or seven because it was a really common way to die if you were a chariot racer was to die in a race. So, geez. So, he. I mean, he's like, the 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 Wayne Gretzky of of chariot racing or the Michael Jordan. <laughs> well, it's interesting you say that because that's another thing is like I'm trying to think of the greatest of all time athletes. And then as I'm like reading about this guy, Dr. Payne of uh, of Just Press Play fame. Shout out to shout out to Dr. Payne. <laughs> oh, is that his claim to fame that he? Yeah. That he's just press play. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He, clearly, it's either that he's really good clearly. at Starcraft, but like I think I could beat him. So like <laughs> challenge thrown out there. But uh <laughs> But, uh, but no, Dr. Payne just happened to message me on Facebook and tell me there's a really interesting fact about Wayne Gretzky. And so he is the fastest person ever to get a thousand points in his career. That, that shouldn't surprise anybody. He's, he's the greatest hockey player to ever played. And then number two in that list is Mario Lemieux. But you know, actually number two in that list is Wayne Gretzky getting from 1001 to 2000. He got to 2000 from 1001 faster than anybody else has ever gotten to a thousand. So he is the number one and number two on the list of fastest players to get to 1,000 points in their career. Well, isn't, I, I'd have to look it up now, but I believe if you look up like most points by any uh, hockey player, he's like, you can combine two, three, and four or something, and he's still beating them or something. He also has uh, the the top nine of 11 best seasons of a player ever. Um, and uh, he, I think we mentioned this when we did the Go to Goats podcast a long time ago. But uh, him and his brother are the highest scoring siblings in NHL history, and his brother scored one goal. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that wow. I think is my favorite stat. If I'm his brother, I'm throwing that stat out all yeah. the time. Yeah, me and Wayne are the highest scoring siblings <laughs> in the NHL. Every time I get a drink at the bar, I'm going to be like, well, you know, me and my brother are actually the highest scoring siblings ever in the NHL. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, and how many did you have, uh, Wet Wilbur? Don't worry about the fine print. <laughs> how many did you have, Wilbur Gretzky? Wilbur Gretzky. 
So so Gaius is is the shit when it comes to racing, especially well, chariot racing. You know what? Another thing. So one of the reasons that we know about how much he was worth is because somebody commissioned a statue to show how great he is. And it might have been him because he had the money. But uh, that's <laughs> yeah. one of the reasons that we have any idea of how much money he won, because someone made a statue of him. If you look him up on Wikipedia, you can see the statue. And then the plaque on it describes how much money he's won from every race in his career. So it would probably be somebody that was relatively close to him. Um, but we do know that there's someone who won more races than him. We like we know the exact amount of dollars that uh, that old guy has got. But we uh, don't know of any other chariot racers and how much they got. There are people that have won more than him, which is to me incredible. Holy crap. I'm just reading his Wikipedia and it's it looks like he also gives back to his to his hometown. He 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 became known as the Lamechus, which then brought fame to his uh, rena- and fame and renown to his na- native ancient city of Lamecum. And that's where they built that statue from. I mean, he sounds like, you know, he might have been a good dude, too. And he also won 1,462 races. He also he put Spain and Portugal on the Holy map. Holy cow. Um, he was a foreigner who won a race outside of Spain, and all of a sudden he got pulled up to the big leagues. Um, and another interesting thing about him is there are four factions in uh, in in Roman racing back in the day, and they were all colors. So it was the reds, the whites, the blues, and the greens. And uh, he he started driving for the whites when he was 18 years old, went for six years, then switched to the greens, who were like a more prestigious group. And then he did that for three years. And then uh, he switched to the Reds, who were like the shit group of yeah, everybody. Like sh- shit it. And shit uh, not drove for them way. for 15 years. Them, so right. he was. Yeah, the, the Red team was the. Yeah. Right. Right. He would. Uh, he would. He would, in fact, make a point to be losing the race for, I think it was a seven lap race around what is essentially, I think, 15 football fields or something like that, that they would race around. And uh, and he would lose for the first seven laps. And then in the last second of the last lap, he would catch up and win because he knew it brought more drama, which brought more notoriety to him. He was the money chaser of ancient Rome. He was what a lot of people would call the KD of ancient Rome. <laughs> so um, that is interesting. I, I saw that, too. LJ. Yeah, like he would hold back so he could win right at the you know finish line. Yeah. To, to bring the intrigue and right. the excitement into it, which made him hugely rich. So, I mean, he's a pretty smart guy. I don't know of any athlete that would intentionally lose for the first half of a game just to come back and try to win. I mean, one could argue that John Elway did that for a lot of his <laughs> career, but I think truthfully the Broncos were just that bad. Yeah, I don't think that was on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, either way, this Gaius dude is freaking interesting. But it, go look him up. It just the more I read his Wikipedia, the more I've realized I can't say half of these words on here. But also, he's just super interesting. <laughs> and I don't know if I was gonna gonna tell you about some of our friends. I don't know if they could get you a a, a ticket to the Roman chariot chariot racing. But our friends, <laughs> they might. What good are they? Get then? you anywhere else? <laughs> Right now, our friends from SeatGeek are actually hooking up the listeners of the JPP pod. And if you go over to SeatGeek and put in the promo code ACAA for Armchair All Americans, there we're also come uh, put our pod out on their network. And right now, if you put in ACAA into SeatGeek, you can get a twenty dollars off your first purchase. And SeatGeek works out so awesome, like. You don't have to worry about getting bad tickets or something being in front of you or bad visual where you're sitting. They have what what they have the red thing, a red dot. If it's a bad ticket, whether your seat like the price is too much for the seat you're actually getting, they have a yellow uh, dot. If the tickets, it's okay, but it's not a not a steal. 
And then they have the green dots for the ones that are getting the, the best bang for your buck. So SeatGeek really helps you out because like with all the different online ticket services, it's hard to make sure you're getting the right seat. But SeatGeek takes that hassle out from you. And like I said, listeners of the JPP pod can get $20 off their first ticket, whether it's at, I don't know if you'll be able to get to chariot racing, but whether wherever you're trying to go to, <laughs> $20 off your first ticket. Life is an event and SeatGeek has the tickets. Speaking of racing, Dad, you mentioned uh, before we got on to, before we got on to the recording, you mentioned our boy. Uh, I, I don't know if I, I've only seen the, the Twitter highlights of them, and they're insane. But our boy White Lightning, I don't remember his White I don't Lightning. His, what's his actual his, name? He's a track star. His name right? is his name is yes, Matthew Bowling. Well, I can tell you that White Lightning is a senior at Strake Jes- Jesuit High uh, down near Katy, Texas. Uh, okay, right? so Sam McGuffey Town, Sam McGuffey Town, Sam McGuffey Town. I can tell you this: <laughs> he is a he is a, has a fraternal twin who was the valedictorian of the class, by the way. Oh, God. I can tell Good you family. that <laughs> Mr. Bowling has a 4.2 GPA. What's his so name? What's Matthew his name? Matthew Bowling. Oh, okay. B-O-L-I-N-G. Uh, let's see. He's run the 100 meters in 10.13. I think that, like Usain Bolt, was 9.86 or something. I mean, which there's a huge difference between 10.1 and 9.8. I was about to say, I, I, mean, I actually – so here's the one thing I know about him is uh, he ran a 9.98 wind assist, wind assist right? which is yes. like absolutely incredible. I can't like, I can't even wrap my mind around how fast that is. And then the next thing that the video I was watching said was he was only four tenths of a second off of Usain Bolt's record, which four tenths of a second in the hundred meter dash is like essentially an eternity. Like that is unbelievable. The amount of time that is in a four tenths of a second, a hundred <laughs> meters. No, so no, I just could not help, but like lose respect for this guy trying to compare him to Usain Bolt um, for just getting a sub 10. Like the last time that he would have broken a record, uh, your your amazing wife wasn't even born yet. The last time that was a world record. So <laughs> comparing him to Usain Bolt is absurd. But anyway, well, what it, what's interesting, I, I can't tell you the last time I knew the name of any <clears throat> senior high school senior <laughs> sure. athletic or track star. And I would probably say the reason Matthew Bowling is becoming a name is because he's he's white. And the it, it, the the Twitter video, he kind of went crazy on Twitter because it was just this white guy who was just blowing the doors off of everyone he raced. And it is we'll post some in the show notes. It it's fascinating to see him run because he's just so dang fast. He is so faster much faster than everybody else on the track than no everyone doubt. around. But does that so that gave him the nickname White Lightning or whatever? At least for some people on on different internet sources. But uh, uh, Dad, were you saying before we start recording, he's not a big fan of he the is, White Lightning? He is not a fan of it. And this kid just he's just like, hey, I'm fast. This is what do you call it? A meritocracy. He said, you know, if I run fast, I just want to lay down a good time. White, black, Puerto yeah. Rican, it doesn't matter. Just let right, me run. Right. Is a matter he of fact. Defined by his whiteness. Yeah. By the way, uh, Ted Ginn Jr. You know who is uh, plays for the uh, the New Orleans Saints. Apparently, yeah, former OSU apparently guy. tweeted something out that he would race anybody for ten thousand dollars, and this kid Instagrammed me back said bet. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll see if that ever takes place. Put your, put your money where your mouth is, but, Ted. Well, but uh, I don't. I mean, I know Katie is a wealthy area, but ten thousand dollars is a lot to put on a race against a former NFL athlete. So I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, the guy's got some confidence. I think he is often described as confident. Um, I don't I've know heard, a lot of times that I, means it cocky. Seems a little cocky. I, I'm telling you, but if I, again, was, maybe, I would be too. I, I would be too. You'd be, I'd be hard to deal with. If I was a senior in high school and could outrun everybody, I'd be hard to deal with. 
Um, and then, <laughs> but I'll just say, I mean, I saw Usain Bolt was the fastest person in all of Jamaica when he was 15 years old. So like, I'm not too worried about this guy being as big of a deal as he sounds like he should be. I'm just throwing that out there that he's got a long way to go. I think it's fair to say that he is getting some notoriety because of the color of his skin, because he stands out yeah. in the world of sprinters because of the color of his but, skin. Right, wrong, and different. Well, but also, damn, he's fun to watch. Like, it is but, fun to watch somebody just dominate the field. It's the same with Sam McGuffey back in the day. No doubt. Is watching him hurdle people. Oh, my God, it's just too much fun to and, watch. And, and what good. happened to Sam McGuffey? I don't know. You know, he did nothing. He, he, yeah. Not much. So so the, the jury's still out on this kid, but he is interesting to, to watch. He's got a full ride scholarship to University of Georgia, uh, which apparently has a really good track team. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's he's laid down a pretty no good. No Fayetteville, am I right? Well, I think, yeah, but Fayette, <laughs> Fayetteville is more of a long distance, I think, track team. That's where, true. Yeah, yeah. That's where Georgia is more point. sprints. Uh, he's really good in the long jump. He's he's run, he's done a 26 three and a half long jump, which I think is may or may not be a record in high school. But, you know, the, the best jump was 29 feet. And again, those three feet, kind of like we've mentioned or alluded to in, in sprinting, those few tenths of a second, those few feet hit a long jump are huge, yeah. huge differences. Right. But certainly he's on track to be somebody that's worth watching. He's definitely sure. somebody to keep your yeah. eye on. I, I, I'm interested to see how this goes, too. I mean, just it, it, there's no doubt whether right, wrong, and different, like you said, there's no doubt that just seeing – when you see something that's just different than the norm, we just haven't seen – a white guy be a great sprinter I, for whatever reason. It just doesn't seem to happen. All the best sprinters in U.S. history are from that I know of are, are black athletes, and so I think it, yeah. it's it's going to Michael it's going Johnson, to catch uh, some Tyson people by storm. And I'm interested to see uh, how it goes Bolt, further. Yeah. You kind of Carl also Lewis, know, yeah. But at some point, who gives a damn what color is? It's just fun to watch him just blow these dudes away. Yeah. I mean, he's just so, Sprinting yeah. is kind of the the glory, the glamour sport of track and field. Don't, wouldn't you guys say like, oh, yeah, when the Olympics come on, oh, we, we course, don't yeah. we don't turn to watch. Although I'll watch some of them. You don't turn to watch the the long distance or the hurdles or you watch the main thing you're making that sure to watch. Stupid damn sport where they run through the puddle of water and like act like that's a big deal. <laughs> have you seen that? I don't even know what you're talking about. I've seen. Uh, I have to look like up that. some videos. Yeah, there's like a there's like a sport where you do like a couple of herders and then run through like I don't know a hundred meters of water on the track as if that's uh, it's the stupidest sport. But yeah, I don't know. It, it's fun. We'll put some show notes up. But Matt, Matthew Bowling is. It, it's definitely interesting to see what ends up happening with him. I think he could be in. I think he'll be in the junior not junior Olympics maybe. But the no, they're talking under, about the twenty. Is it the twenty two? Under twenty two, real deal Olympics. Could he be yeah. in the the real deal Olympics? Coming yeah, out? yeah. He's. Re- I mean, with the sub ten time, he he qualifies. I think. his time. Like he, his he, times would qualify him for the Olympics uh, potentially. I don't think he would be like a, a favorite, but I think he would definitely be somebody that would be yeah well, allowed to. And remember, the, this kid's eighteen, so that is not yeah. your prime. Your prime sprinting, I would think, would probably be twenty four ish, twenty five. You That's know, an I'm gonna put together a spreadsheet. I, I would love to know when most records are set At or what something age? like that, At- because that would be that would be a really. Because like I I feel like we know about most sports, but I don't know anything about what what is a good age to be a sprinter. I feel like you're probably right. It's something mid twenties, late twenties, but but not much older, not much younger. Well, and I think we, we need to try to find this and put it on the website. But one of the most fascinating things is he ran this four by one hundred uh, relay, and he was the anchor leg, and and actually he hadn't run that before. They needed a guy because the other guy got hurt or something happened, and he was and he just jumps in. I bet. Well, he jumps in and he probably starts the the anchor leg. I mean, I'm trying to be realistic, 20 yards maybe behind the guy, maybe 25. 
But I mean, this guy's sprinting in front of him, and I mean, in the in the in a lap. So it may not be four by one hundred; it may be four by two hundred because it's a full lap around the you know a quarter. It was mile. the mile like relay, a, probably right. I guess it's the mile relay because it looks like a quarter mile that he's running. But he catches him and soundly, soundly beats the guy. It's it's an amazing thing to see him come from that far behind and, well, and wind up winning. And I'm just scrolling through now uh, an article from the Houston Chronicle, and they they kind of talk about that, but they talk about just how everything he's really done this this year, he's been really really good at it. And the Georgia coach said that they're still considering all events for bowling to compete in at the collegiate level. But as they put in this article, his future is ultimately going to be whatever he wants it to be. And that includes, as we mentioned, Olympics and pro career. He's actually already raced in the international or he's already has international experience because he raced in the U.S. mile relay last summer for the under 20 world championship. So the dude I'm curious to what is the career for a, for a, like a, a track and field sprinter? Outside of the Olympics, like are there, I mean, I know that there's like pro-ams and I know that there's like invitationals, but is it endorsements that you're making your money on? You know, because like also to compete in the you Olympics, get appearance right? you fees. Can't. You get appearance fees for some track and field meets. You know, I know Usain Bolt and Carl Lewis, two of the most famous that I'm aware of, you know, would get appearance fees mm-hmm. for showing up and running. Uh, well, and and we all know that uh, Usain Bolt's endorsement deals endorsements are, worth a lot are, of money. are or where they make their money. I think that's exactly yeah. where they make all their money. It's it's okay, it's, cool. super, it's fun it's fun to watch him. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll be interested to see where his career goes from here. Like, uh, and does he get too does does he get a little too big for his britches and flame out? Does he? Oh, I sure would. Does, <laughs> yeah, that, I know we talked about earlier being a little cocky or whatever. I, yeah, if I was if I was getting compared to Usain Bolt in 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 my senior year, yeah, I'd probably be a little big headed myself. I'd be a little. I'd I'd, I'd be There's feeling no some doubt. Kevin. That's for sure. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of running. I know I, I'm not running quite as fast as Matthew Bowen. I don't think any of us are. But <laughs> when any of us are running slash jogging slash uh, walking a lot of times, uh, I'm probably going to put some music on. So that's kind of where I get my what we're listening to. And I don't think we're going to do it this week, El, but I've been doing some homework on the Led Zeppelin stuff. Yeah, I, I hope you have. I hope you've listened to Led Zeppelin 1. Um, I, I think like we want to hold off a little bit. But I do want to ask as like maybe some listeners join us on this journey. Pops, I know you were a bit of a young man at the time uh, in 19, it was 1969. Yeah, I was, I was <laughs> four years old, by the way. So. <laughs> you were a little dude. You were a little dude. Uh, a little do you tight. have any idea, though, like what we should go- be going in? Like, I, I think you have an idea of like critical perception of Led Zeppelin, right? Like what what at this time do you feel like the perception of Led Zeppelin was? Like, should we be expecting that people thought this was the greatest band of all time or or not? Nah? What? My and and of course at four years old I wasn't listening to a right. lot of music. You didn't uh, buy this album, blow off the I mean, dust, and put it in your. I was watching player, freaking but. Sesame Street and Romper Room. Okay, at four <laughs> right. at four years right. old, the Jetsons, you know. Yeah, whatever. but I can imagine your parents listening to Inagata Devita and throwing on some Led Zeppelin Ooh, or something. Yeah. I mean, no, they'd listen to Hank Williams, but yeah, my parents I could, didn't listen some to that psychedelic kind of stuff. rock. I could, yeah. but but I think I think the what happened was. What happened was that happened was? Led Zeppelin put together music, and I don't want to get into it too much, but they sounded different than everybody else. They were they were they fused soul and 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 blues and rock blues and roll. Definitely. It's kind of like no it's like hard blues. It's like hard yeah. rock blues, and they did it. It was, a, and I listened to the top forty. I don't again, and then you listen to Led Zeppelin one. It's different. It's just. It's very different. It's, yeah. it's just different, well, and it caught. We'll go in depth for sure, but yeah, you're exactly right. And a lot of the things I've read about Led Zeppelin is the idea that 
there were a lot of bands in England trying to play the blues and which is obviously like an American invention, right? It was a Delta, a, a Delta, Mississippi, Delta, Arkansas mm-hmm. sort of invention, a New Orleans mm-hmm. invention. And, uh, and, and Led Zeppelin was one of the early bands outside of like the Yardbirds, I think were pretty successful, but one of the early bands to really take the blues and elevate it into a whole new genre, if you will. And, uh, and I think maybe something to think about for next week as we really dive into Led Zeppelin one is maybe you guys see, I, I, I think that Led Zeppelin might be the first metal band to ever have existed. And uh, let's let's maybe talk about that in a week. But oh, absolutely. Yeah, um, I, let's don't ruin it. Yeah. But yes, I think exactly. I love the road you're going down and I am anxious to to do it. Sports is about to get slow. We're going to have some time to talk about music. And I Hell yeah. love me some music. That's one of y'all. That's Between one of the, our free agency talks here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, we'll have, obviously free agency is the most important thing, LJ. But right. <laughs> We'll start with the free agency, but we'll get to Led Zeppelin. Both show. <laughs> uh, I do want to throw out, uh, I was listening to uh, a buddy of mine, Labot. Y'all know Labot. He put me on this. Uh, he knows man. that he's a big fan of Tiny Desk as well, and he found a, yes. a newer one. I don't know if it's new to Tiny Desk or if it's just new to us, but uh, I want to throw out, and we'll put it in the show notes, but Leanne Lahavas, Lahavas. I'm not really sure okay. her last name, but I have, I'll have. i put it in there, and you guys need to watch it. She's this... She's okay. This uh, she sings, plays guitar. I mean, she's just she's also gorgeous. Um, she has this British hurt, accent. Never too. Hurts, I mean, yeah. <laughs> she's just amazing. And he kind of, I, I was actually, he texted me about it. I was like, oh, you gotta, you gotta check this out. You gotta check this out. And I was kind of like, oh, I'm sure you're overhyping it. She's really, really good. And I'm about to start checking her out on Spotify too. Really, really pretty. <laughs> and yeah, and very pretty. And that British and accent, a foreign accent, you know, man. She yep. picks up the guitar. <laughs> She's it's really she's but she is super talented and Leanne Lahavas Lahavas I'm not exactly sure how to say it but I'll put the tiny desk in show notes she's really really cool I I, cool. I have I just love those tiny desks I can't I can't get enough of them Elijah. I'm so oh, glad that you put so them on fun. those yeah they're cool oh, they're so fun very cool yeah all right that'll probably do it for another episode do you guys have any honorable or do you want to throw what we're listening to or are we still um yeah I'll throw what I'm listening to okay. So this is absurd, and I don't expect anybody who's listening to this to go listen to that. But uh, uh, there's this album uh, by a composer named Max Richter, who you guys will have heard his work because it was the music that Hannah walked down the aisle to Max Richter's Ah. Spring One. But uh, he has an album out called Sleep and said album is eight hours long. So I don't expect anybody to listen to that entire album, but I've I've loved it. It's very droney and very cinematic. It's really interesting. But it is uh, he, he is a very talented composer. So if anybody's into that sort of thing, like definitely go check out Max Richter's sleep and just kind of skip around this eight hour playlist. Hmm. That's what I'm throwing out. OK, Pops, you, you've been I know you've been listening to some of that uh, Led Zepp, but you got anything? certainly been listening to Led Zeppelin. But I will say kind of got Zepp. To, I got to talking about this with uh, with my, my buddy, Dr. Doug. And he kind of got me on the Beatles. We started having a really interesting Ooh. conversation about the Beatles and talking about paradigm shifts in music and and stuff like yeah, that that might be part two of the master exactly class. i was going to suggest that <laughs> because the beatles were amazing and i was never that huge of a fan but the older i get the more i appreciate them yeah and i you know I, i'm just going to throw this out there abbey road abbey road yeah. is is in contention for the best album of all time yeah yeah sergeant and peppers is up there too of all time Sergeant Peppers, Peppers is I right there on that list. Rolling Stones typically says it's the best album of all time. You know, it's that or, or uh, Pet Sounds by the uh, the Beach, Beach Boys. Beach Boys, yeah, which is a great but album. But 
for sure. Which is a great album, but but personally, uh, Abbey Road. That's what Let I'm going to say. Abbey Road, I mean, the Beatles. Oh, there's so many so great albums uh, from the Beatles. There's, like I, I feel like the top ten of the world include mostly Beatles albums. That, absolutely, um, I would agree. You know, with that. I so. can't really tell you. I have not listened to much Beatles at all. Uh, that is definitely our next master. All I know then. is. All I know is the hits, really. I, I know like the the big, big, big hit. I mean, they're all hits, but like the big ones, I know. Sure. But other than that, probably. But you know, the funny thing to me is like when the Beatles started, they were like the Justin Bieber of the world, right? Like they were like this like teen girls loved them and adults didn't understand why anybody would care about them. And they have lived on to be the most important musicians to have ever existed outside of like Beethoven, Mozart and and Handel. You know, like they're like right up there with the greatest composers to ever have existed and so it's interesting to think that they started out in the exact same boat as this you know just teenage dream boats that that justin bieber (laughs) and and but that made real music yeah uh so yeah they were they were the justin bieber of the day but then they wound up making beautiful beautiful and they always did right like uh, even their early stuff is not shit right like their early stuff is good music like everything that they've ever created has been inventive and interesting and so it makes you wonder, like, what in modern day is the Beatles? Is there a such thing as a modern day Beatle? Like, who know? I who knows? We might be able to answer that question know. in fifty years, but um, yeah, no, they're a special band for sure. Beatles, I gotta get some more Beatles in my life. Maybe you that, do. Yeah, you're all right. That might be after the we do the Led Zet. We might have to do some Beatles stuff. We will. I definitely. And then we'll also more, we'll have be, like some side weeks of like McCartney and some Lennon because. Well, and, and some Harrison. I mean, Ringo, we don't have to worry about too much. But, but yeah, and the Beatles have a good conspiracy theory, right? Isn't one of them a hologram Paul's or dead. fake? Paul's always yeah, been Paul's dead. dead. And he's so. the only one alive right now. So, or is Ringo alive? <laughs> well, no. But. <laughs> okay. Right, Paul has right. been dead We're not going to get down this rabbit Abbey hole. Because, Road. That's yeah, why he's we wearing shoes. There are no shoes. <laughs> <laughs> we could be here all day. Don't even <laughs> yes. get me started on the on the conspiracy. You threw down a conspiracy I enjoy. That'll do another episode of the JPP pod. Uh, appreciate you sticking with us and listening to us. We'll hit the Led Zepp next week and a lot of other stuff. I can't wait. Uh, by the way, check us out on our website at jpppod.com or on our Facebook or Twitter. Just type in Just Press Play and we will pop up. By the way, huge uh, shout out to you have any, uh, Kevin and Pops for keeping up the website and the what we're listening to. I just want to like I get a lot of credit for the shitty editing that like is always late, <laughs> but you guys don't get any credit for like that shit that's always on time. So I just huge shout out to you guys. Yeah, well, thanks, <laughs> but L does a lot. I would yeah, say does I would, a lot of the heavy lifting. No, I would no, no. use a different term, a different adjective for the editing personally, <laughs> but you know. Oh well. Okay. Well, lately. Speaking speaking of the show notes, speaking of the show notes, I'll put uh, I'm going to go ahead and put a little like I don't know how I'll put it on there, but at some point there'll be our, our draft of the best shows of all time. <laughs> yeah. I'll put a little honorable mentions. If you have any comments or, or did we miss something or or just completely wrong, reach out to us either Facebook, Twitter or on the website just press play Please, just press play pod.com into the show notes. Let us know. And uh guys, I guess that'll do it for another week. I, I'll talk to you next week. Happy Father's Day once again, Pops. Last Thank you guys. Happy Father's Day. That's right. Love <laughs> y'all. Peace. 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 Hey, before we start recording though, I did want to throw out to you guys. Um, I so in this uh in this uh Diocles thing, I looked up, I wanted to know what the difference between a million and a billion is, right? Because, like, those are two numbers that, like, in my head, I have no idea what those mean, right? I mean, right. you guys... Okay, so... Yeah, yeah.
So one million seconds is 11 and a half days, okay? Can you wrap your head around that? One million seconds is 11 and a half days. One million seconds, 31 years and nine months. Yes. Yeah. Huge difference in that so, one letter change. Yeah. So when you're talking about like, oh, some player signed a $6 million deal compared to Michael Jordan making $1.7 billion over his career, like we're talking the difference between days and years is, the, is what we're talking well, about. Speaking of uh, a big difference, you, you were talking about how he's, uh, Diocles is the richest athlete at what, $15 billion? Is that what it said? Yeah. 15.3. You know what, uh, do you know what Jeff Bezos is worth? Well, how much? $154 billion. Oh, that's disgusting. Okay, so so that means that he is one order of magnitude away from a trillion. Do you know how many seconds a trillion seconds is in years? Um, 133 years. <laughs> uh, way off. It's 31,710 <laughs> years. Yeah. <laughs> so. Holy cow. Yeah, yeah, I can't wrap my head around it. I know. There's numbers wrap my head around it. That's the thing is like the human brain can understand like four and six and three. But like once you get to like 15, you start getting a little hazy. And once you get to a million, like it doesn't matter. Like those things just don't exist. So, well, think of a billion is a thousand million. Yeah, I know. Which is a stupid number. So a a trillion trillion is a million million. It's a million million (laughs) or a thousand billion. It's unbelievable. So stupid.